All right, welcome to another Husky Outpost pod. Uh, I'm your host, Zach, and I got my brother on with me, Matt. Um, another tough loss to the Arizona State Sun Devils, the, the Fighting Herm Edwards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, I don't know, two cents on that. What do you, I mean, any, any thoughts there? I, same shit, different toilet, you know? Um, yeah. It, the fact that we just let people just run it down our throats game after game after game is just it's 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 uh it's death by a thousand cuts i think is what petro said on the call and it's true like it's just you watch it and you're like all right well we're gonna lose because our offense isn't doing anything and our defense is just slowly getting gashed and here we go why why arizona state ever decided to throw the ball in any situation was beyond me because they could have ran it with uh, White or whatever his name was um, every down and march right down the field and scored on us every time. It was uh, There's no stopping him unless they got a penalty. Yeah, there was a few that had like – they ran like a couple back-to-back, like 12 yards, 15 yards, and the next play they tried to throw it. I was like, why the hell are you trying to fucking throw it? Just yeah. keep running the ball. <laughs> the, when coaches do that, you're just looking at them like, what in the world? What are you thinking? Just let it go. Yeah. yeah like, why? What's your thought here? Just let it go. I mean, it's the same. A lot of the same. I mean, a six-man box with heavy sets. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, you got Asa Turner back in his safety, which is, a, I mean, another thing. It's like the guys. I mean, I don't want to shit on the kid, but he is just not. A, he's not a good safety. We thought he was gonna be better. I think he's a four-star recruit. The kid just hasn't panned out. I don't know why, but I mean, the answer is not to sit in your nickel package of you know your four-two-five, your base stuff, and just try to defend the run. We don't have. The meat eaters up front, we don't have the backers. I mean, you don't have the safe safeties came and tackle. Like how many open field tackles have safeties missed this year? Oh yeah. And you look at the DNs too and or outside linebackers, I guess as we call them. And they're just I, I don't like the fact that we stand them up most of the time because their their pad level's so high coming out their stance. Yeah, I, I texted you that during the game. Inside. I was like, I don't like that they're standing. You saw Jeremiah Martin on several runs just get caked inside and standing straight up and you're you're looking well, at him like what are we thinking? ztf got folded yeah that was bad that was... Uh, and it's because he's standing up he's coming hot hard downhill and he just i mean the kid the, yeah. the guard just creased him, dude. it dude was... I, don't, I don't think he saw that coming because he dropped like like first period french that was a that was one of the <laughs> the worst pancakes i've seen in a long time from a interior offensive lineman yeah it was pretty gnarly but I don't know. Uh, I don't. Jimmy's gone, so maybe maybe Gregory uh, says, "Fuck it, let's switch some stuff up. Let's go a five down lineman or something." I don't know. Well, I don't think I I don't think Gregory knows how. I don't think Jimmy knows how, and I don't think Pete Kwiatkowski knows how. You saw, that's I mean, the, Texas get gashed for what fifty points against Kansas. Well, that's the talk is that these guys have a system, and once you figure out the system, they can't adjust. Yeah, and why yeah. that's the case is beyond me. It's not. I don't think we're talking about rocket science. Like we've seen Gregory do a little bit this year with three down linemen when he plays like Tuatele, uh, Taimani, and um, Thule. Like he's been doing that sometimes. Or if he gets in there a decent amount. Like he does that a little bit, but not consistently. And even that is not enough to really stop the run. You need you need better line, interior line play. You need better linebackers. The DNs are getting or outside linebackers are getting caught inside. It's well, you need that third D lineman because right now we do not have the run stop. You don't have gains in there. You don't have Via. You know, no. you don't, yeah. 
you, you need that extra body. I mean, go to an underfront something. I mean, it's, it's just and I, I don't know the lack of. I don't know what it, I don't even know what it is. Just the willingness to not try anything different, or and the, their answer is literally blitz a safety or blitz a, a nickel corner. Yep, it's like <laughs> like that. That's what we have. That's what we're paying you guys. Like Jesus Christ. So um, enough on that. I guess uh, get into what everybody's been talking about this week. Uh, Jimmy was let go. Um, you know my my opinion on it. I, I'm, I've been wanting it. I, I think it's a good thing. Um, I'm not necessarily happy the way he went. I think the whole – with the whole shoving the player, I, I think that was blown out of proportion a little bit. That said, I think it needed to happen. Um, I think it should have happened sooner. But um, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, it had to happen. I mean, I don't like the way it went. I don't like that Jimmy, you know, he – he torpedoed himself, I think. I think holding on to Donovan was uh, a terrible idea. I think he should have addressed that situation early and shown the fan base that he was ready to make some change. I mean, his the biggest fault I saw, and there's two things that I heard that I've kind of heard over the last couple of weeks that really stand out to me and then really make me think, yeah, this was for sure the right thing and kind of cemented it. The first thing is that, um, is that Pete, uh, Coach Pete has been on their staff as an advisor, whatever his role is, um, kind of helping out with this NIL and stuff. And apparently Pete has talked to every other coach or had conversations with essentially every other coach, talks to him fairly regularly. The only coach he has not talked to is Jimmy Lake. Yeah, I heard, well, How, I don't remember Dogman. Somebody was talking yeah, about I, that. Yeah, I think it was Softy. How is that possible, right? How do you sit there with a Hall of Fame head coach in your corner or hypothetically in your corner who almost self-appointed you into this role and you're not going to him for advice and not looking to him for counsel. Like if that's true, I mean, that is just shocking. I mean, the arrogance there. And I think that's what Jimmy's arrogance is what did him in. And it was arrogance with that. It was arrogance with recruiting and not getting on and hitting the ground hard. It was arrogance with hiring coordinators and just elevating Bob Gregory, not doing a search. It was arrogance with, hiring John Donovan, some no-name out of the blue who nobody thought was a good hire right out the gate who ended up tanking Jimmy, right? If he doesn't hire John Donovan, Jimmy's probably still coaching. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of argument out there on Twitter that people are defending Jimmy and they don't feel like he got a fair shot. You know, you only coached for a year and a half, COVID, all that. Um, I, I don't know. Some points I wrote down were the same thing, just stubbornness, stubbornness on O unwilling to make changes, unwilling to, you know, cut ties with Donovan, um, unwillingness to yank Morris sooner, um, unwillingness to change the D. Like, it just the, – the dude just – like, to your point, he's just stubborn as hell. Like, um, Well, it's funny because isn't that what uh, Sean told us? After, yeah. And it's one of our buddies who um, – how did he – he met Jimmy or had he, contact with Jimmy he, in high He school. played at Utah State and his head coaches knew Jimmy through recruiting – uh, he played at a decently big high school in California, um, and the coaches knew Jimmy from just you know just recruiting years of recruiting. Yep. And he told us when he got hired as the head coach, he's like, "Dude, that guy's an ass." He's like, "My coaches hate him; they can't stand him." And yeah. uh, you know, typical. And we uh, and we said we said, "Yeah, I know, we like it." <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, I mean, really I was like, "All right, I mean, I'm fine, I'm okay with that." Like, that really bit us in the ass. So you know. I'm, I was basing it off his at the time his defensive prowess, but yeah, 
I don't know. Uh, you know, it's the stubbornness. It's, uh, you know, a term that's been thrown around a lot recently is the lack of just a leadership, like CEO. You know, he's not a he, – the dude just – I don't know. He just didn't seem like he had a grasp of the program, a handle on it, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, the recruiting was an issue. I mean, what direction were we going with recruiting? Like, what message? Like, it seemed like he was trying to do some stuff that Pete was doing, but then he also cut ties with Pete and was trying to do his own thing. He wasn't – there's a lot of rumors that saying he wasn't out recruiting as much as he should have been. So, it's like, I, yeah, I don't it's know. Nev- it's never good when Huffman comes out and says you're basically not trying, you know. Yeah. That's not your, usually a good sign. And I think that's what that's what Jimmy – I mean, overall, if you look at it, if you just want to look at it at a – 3,000 foot level, right? Okay, so let's look at each piece of the program. So one, they had Varel put it out, but you look at uh, the outgoing um, outgoing players and how they look at the program, they're not recommending the program. Okay, that's not a good sign. The recruiting incoming players, you can't recruit players to come in. They can't even recruit a goddamn DB. How can you not recruit a DB with, our, with the way we've developed talent? How is not every DB on the West Coast like, oh, I'm going to Washington? I'm going to the NFL and be a first round pick because we have had first round picks for, you know, five years now, almost very consistently, or at least first or second round pick. I mean, how you got Kevin, Sidney, Buddha, uh, Elijah, you got uh, uh, Byron Murphy. You're going to have, rap. yeah, rap. You're going to have Gordon. You're going to have uh, McDuffie both this year. Like, and you can't recruit a DB. You're missing on every one of your DB, your top, top people on your DB board. How is that possible? And your head coach is a DB guy, you know? Yeah. So the recruiting in general, obviously tanking. I mean, we're what? I think we're by 247. We're, yeah, I think we're like 53rd in the, in the, in the U.S. or in college football right now, which is not okay. Like the way it's dropped off is just not significant. I understand that it's a small class. So there is some skewing there, but the level of prospects he's able to pull in are, are, are pretty damning. And then the stupid comments he made about recruiting and losing guys like Ben Roberts, who out of East is obviously a pipeline school for us with how we've done lately with okay, his relationship down there. Like it, it recruiting is all going in the right, wrong direction. And then when you look at on the field, I mean, the product on the field is not good. There's several coaching mistakes. The defense is, is okay, but it's been going in the wrong direction. The offense is horrendous. Um, you, you're sitting there at a point where you look at guys like, uh, Jackson Kirkland, uh, Kate Otten, why did they come back? They came back because they wanted to do more this year, and they probably wanted to improve their draft stock a little bit. Well, that was a mistake. Those guys probably both went backwards in their draft stock and now lost money from coming back, you know? So I, I just think as a in total, it, it just started to spiral out of control. And when you see every phase of the game off the field and on the field, uh, incoming classes go in that direction, they made the right decision. It had to be done. It's unfortunate. I wish Jimmy was, you know, uh, was more successful. It would have been great, but that it's just not how the cookie crumbled. Yeah, it's I don't know. I just I don't know. It just started in week one. You lose to Montana. It's just downhill yep. from there. I mean, it yep. just it just shouldn't you, happen. Well, you lose to Montana. You go out and lay an egg against Michigan. Then you stumble through the next what? Five well, the games. fact that Donovan survived those two games. I could okay. You lose Michigan. You lose Montana. Okay. I, Give him another shot, I guess. Whatever. But then he did the same exact thing at the fucking Michigan game. It was like, yeah. dude, how do you not <laughs> give me your keys? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, yeah. But I'd say I'd say I'd, I would have told him enjoy Ann Arbor. See you never. 
Yeah, it's you know, like give them the kiff and treat. And then you stumble through the next couple games. Probably should I mean I obviously we beat Arkansas State, but that's arguably the worst defense in college football right now, right? And then yeah. you got you got a cow that we luckily squeak away from after a, a punch out from Cam Williams on the goal line or else, you know, we probably have a good shot of losing that game. You lose to Oregon State, you lose to UCLA, you beat an awful Arizona State team or Arizona team, you beat Stanford, and you barely beat Stanford at that. Like, at any point in that game where you're sitting back thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to win this, you know? Like, I was sitting there thinking, oh, God, we're going to lose this, you know, the whole time. And then you come out, and Jimmy makes his stupid comments at Oregon, and then comes out, and the offense lays a complete egg after the defense actually shows up, and then he punts, surrenders. Jimmy literally bent over and said, here's where I want you to stick it in, right? I'm I'm only letting you get that far. And he surrenders and tries to punt and it backfires and goes out the back of the end zone. Like that was the sidelines thing alone, smacking the player, pushing him in the back was probably pushing it. Like smack on the player was enough. He should have let it go at that point. But it to me, whatever. I don't really care. It's not that big of a deal. I think you push him in the back, that was the wrong thing to do. Well, uh, let's be honest. Like if he's getting, if he's sitting right now at like, you know, eight and two or eight and one, like this would be a non-factor. Yeah. Like, well, and, and the problem with with that that looked bad is Jimmy looked out of control. You could tell that it's gotten to him, and it's uh, he's at a point where he's not uh, benefiting the team. And then he goes and does does the shit where he punts on fourth down. I mean, I don't know the statistics. I could be wrong, but there's no way you can make the argument to me with the way Oregon was running it well, against us that he, he, we should have punted. I don't remember the exact quote, but didn't he make a comment? He's like. My thought was we still had timeouts, we forced a three and out, we get the ball back, we'll have like 50-ish seconds to go down and score. And I'm like, you haven't fucking stopped them all game. Yeah, it, well, I mean, Die has been running it down our throat. What made you think we were going to – you know what I mean? It's like, and, you think, and you think your offense is going to march down the field with no timeouts and 50 seconds to score when they haven't <laughs> yeah. done anything all game? What? Yeah. No, he, he didn't want Oregon to score again. That's what he was doing. He was punting in a way because he thought, oh, shit, if I turn it over on fourth down, they're going to punch it in. And you know what? They goddamn scored, and they went and tried to do it again, you know? So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we agree. Jimmy needed to go. It's yeah. slightly – I mean, it's, it's it sucks how he kind of – I don't know. I mean, I'm not super happy how he went. But, you know, it needed to happen regardless. So, I'm okay with the outcome, I guess. Um, all right. Getting into some new coaches. Obviously, the search is out. Jen – Wants it to be a swift um, coaching search. Um, she said money is an issue or isn't an issue. Sorry. Um, she says that a lot, though. It always <laughs> seems like it is actually an issue. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Here's my top, uh, I don't know, three, four. Um, and then I'll let you go. Um, obviously, at the top, I got Stoops. I think it's uh, – I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean, it's wishful, but you know, he's, he'd be at the top, but it's, everything is trending towards that's not even on the table anymore. Um, it was a pipe dream. It sounds like, but um, more realistic. Um, my number two actually is Campbell from Iowa state. Um, looks like, you know, to me, he's a CEO. He develops players. He's not had a lot of high talent there. Um, that's a tough place to win. And he's, and he's done that. Um, he's on the rise. Um, he's, you know, he's done a lot with a little, you know what I mean? If, I, if that makes sense. Um, 
my number three would be Aranda. Um, again, younger guy on the rise. I like him too because he's a defensive guy. I kind of want a defensive coach, as odd as that sounds, with what we just went through with Jimmy. But um, and he's a West Coast guy. I think he'd be in sought after pretty heavily though by SC and I could totally see him going to a bigger school even LSU but he was part of the LSU uh, natty I think in what 2019 2018 whenever that was so the dude is one on some you know he's been part of some big programs and he's one on a high level um, and then my four would be Kalen DeBoer um, only reason I'm a little down on him I'm, I, I wouldn't be super mad but he wouldn't be my first choice but it's mainly he's he's an offensive guy, so I could see him taking Sam to the next level, taking that offense and fixing it. He just he definitely would need to get a coordinator coming with him. But he's had a lot of success. Everything I've read, he's he's won at a lower level. I think he's got a couple of natties in the yep. NAIA. Um, he's got some crazy winning record. He t- he went to um, Indiana and killed it there for one year, and then got the Fresno job. I mean, he put Indiana's offense, you know. I don't know. I don't know exact stats, but I know that they were very well regarded in the Big Ten that year, 2019, I think it was. So he's a guy for me. Um, what are your what What is your top three, four, five looking like? Yeah, obviously, I don't know. I I get the attraction for Stoops, but at the same time, Stoops has been out the game for a while now. You know, I don't see it. Just doesn't. I, it'd be great. I think it's a splash higher. You get well, the money to go get the assistance that really drive it, and you know that'd be great. He's obviously done a lot. Has a, he's it'd just be a splash, right? Everybody. Well, the like, thing oh with my Stoops, God, they signed Stoops. He's you know? your CEO. That's your guy. Yeah, you know exactly. he, he comes in obviously, like you said, he'd have to, he would have to hire legit coordinators and and recruiters, but he has the name and the and the ability to do that. So I think that's where you you take it. Plus, right off the bat, that might help you save some recruits. That, that puts you yep. know asses in the seats. People are going to buy tickets. Um, it just kind of rejuvenates the program just by his brand and his name and whatnot. So yeah, exactly. Seems like uh, quite the stretch, but um, who knows? Like I'd be, I'd, I'd be super excited if they did that and they had some succession plan right going for him because he's given his age. I think he's sixty-one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Given his age, you'd want bringing an assistant, a young gun who comes in, who kind of uh, takes over on one side of the ball. and Somebody was saying, uh, oh, was, was it the Husky fan podcast? I can't remember which one I was listening to. And the guy said, hire Stoops and then bring Wilcox to your DC and then he can be your coach in waiting. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> That'd be great, but seems uh, seems pretty far-fetched. You know, I don't see Wilcox. I, I mean, I, I everything he's dealing with with Cal. I mean, obviously he wants to leave. I think, but uh, to leave for a DC job in conference that seems unlikely. Could be wrong though. But anyways, so I would go. Obviously, Stoops. Is, I think it'd be a great hire. But if I think realistically, I even think Campbell's a stretch. I, I can't remember what Campbell's making. He's making pretty good money, five six million, I think, right now. Um, and I have a hard time believing our our AD is going to actually go after that and be able to land someone like that. I mean, he seems pretty content where he's at just with some of the stuff going on lately. I do think he's a good hire. Uh, his team show up for big games. You know, they they always tend to to play well in those big games, which is something that we've lacked over the last couple of years. Like, if you look back on Pete's tenure, that's probably the biggest 
uh, downfall of Pete, right, that we've had. I think we showed up for Alabama. I think we showed up for Stanford in 2016. Um, outside of that, the Rose Bowl, yeah, maybe. We didn't really show up for the Fiesta Bowl until the third quarter either. So you know you I mean? showed like, up for a half in the Rose Bowl, a half in the Fiesta, yeah. and a half versus Auburn. Exactly. So, ah, you know, it's that's something that Pete was just right there and couldn't get it over the loop. So I, I think he's got good potential, um, but I just I question whether we actually, you know, go that hard. You know, I, I'd love to see it. Like, let's see the Jen put her money where her mouth is actually, you know, and actually go for something big. Well, um, I mean, what do you think a reasonable – I mean, to get a high – you know, a decently top-tier guy, you're probably going to have to spend around five, don't you think? Oh, if at not, least. Yeah, I think you're higher than that. Like, right if not now, more. With, with how everything's going. I mean, what what did Mel Tucker just sign for? And it's his, like, first winning season ever, $95 million over 10 years. Yeah, that, uh, that's – Why you why you pay him $95 million over – why you pay any coach over 10 years is – a stretch, you know. I just don't see well, that. But especially off his first season, oh, yeah. like you've, I mean, I don't know what his original contract was. I imagine it was three, four, five years, something like that. But wh- why? Like, I, I don't know. Unless he had some weird buyout, and they were worried about someone taking him, I guess. But because yeah. there are a lot of coaching positions open, I don't know. But and the word is Campbell's turned down other jobs. Um, some, I think I think he had an offer on the for the Lions, um, a couple stuff things in the NFL. So I think he's sitting pretty content. I think he's making. I was just looking it up. I think he's around three or four million actually at at Iowa State. So it's not like I think I don't think he could, you know, the salary is that big of an issue. But I have a feeling he's either happy where he's at or he has an eye on something specifically, maybe Michigan, you know, or something like that that he wants to go to. So you'd have to definitely go for him um, after him. Yeah, I like Coach Baylor. Um, I like DeBear. How do you say it? DeBoer? DeBeer? DeBoer. DeBoer. Um, I like him. Like you said, he's he's shown that he can win at multiple levels. He's shown that he can uh, score well with a um, with a team that may not have as much skill. I mean, obviously, Fresno took Oregon to the wire. I mean, they've played great. He's made Jake Hayner look like we should have never uh, let him go, um, <laughs> which is embarrassing. But I think – the rejuvenation on the offensive side would be great. I think where you're looking at the talent wise on this team, offense is pretty loaded uh, and you can kind of hold on to the defense and in college football today, you've got to score points. Like that is the most important thing right now. Defense is great, but defense is about making turnovers and negative plays. It's not about what Jimmy's been doing where you, you know, bend, but don't break philosophy. That's kind of proven to be, you know, not as useful as we've seen in the past. Whereas now it's about negative plays and making turnovers. So I don't know. I kind of think an offensive coach might work, but I am I am more keen to the defensive side. I everybody I don't, I'm not a big fan of Kalani Sataki. Um, you know, he he does okay. I do like that he's off of kind of Willingham's tree. I like Willingham as a coach. Uh kind of that hard nose uh type type attitude that he brings. Um, uh, but man, BYU doesn't play anybody. I'm sorry. Like they've yeah, I know they've had a good record against the Pac-12 this year, but we Pac-12 sucks, um, and I just don't, I just don't know that it translates. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe having that Polynesian connection is good though. Um, that could be something worth worth a little something because UW has always had a steep tradition there. The other one, obviously, that people are talking about a lot is Justin Wilcox. Uh, so here, my thought on Wilcox is, I don't think Wilcox is a bad hire but it's not a home run hire, right? Like if Wilcox comes, well, you have confidence in Wilcox. 
is he is a great DC and he is a football guy and he is not going to embarrass the university. Like that is what Wilcox is going to bring. You have confidence that he's going to come in, he's going to work his ass off and we're, we're going to maintain the defense. Like what he's done at Cal has been pretty impressive putting guys into the league. That secondary he's had over the last couple of years outside of this year really has really been pretty strong and he's done it with nobodies. Right. So his ability to recruit on the beat or to, to develop on the defensive side and still hold that is really strong. So I have full confidence there, but his, you know, the ability for him to actually get an OC who's actually competent and can put up points. He's struggled with that. Now, is that an issue because he's at Cal and doesn't have a quarterback? I mean, his quarterback's Chase Garbers. We've seen Chase Garbers play like, okay, he's a little bit of a, he's basically Jake Browning of California. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be, I don't know if I'd be super disappointed if Wilcox takes it, but I, it's obviously not a, you know, I'd like to see us really go after it given where the program's at. I think it'd be great at this point. Just, there's just bad juju around. There's such strong classes coming up in the state. There's key recruits that are coming out. I think you got to bring in someone who uh, kind of changes the tide, right. And pushes it in the right direction. I just don't think Wilcox is that name. Um, so, but yeah, I think to, uh, you know, softies kind of made this point that, if you want Wilcox, I think just about at any point this offseason, you might be able to go get him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I definitely would – like, I don't know. He, So, I have a couple maybes where that I'd be kind of interested, but I don't – I mean, they're either long shots or the people I just wouldn't – they're just not at the top of my list. But, like, Wilcox is not someone that I would really want, but – I don't know. He's just more of the same, I think. I think he's a little bit better uh, as far as, like, managing the program than Jimmy was, yeah. but I think it's going to be a similar situation. It's what how you, long are you going to ride it out? What are you going to do if you can't hire an OC? You know, you have the same issues that you had. You know, it's – he's going to be a great defense. You know, I'm sure he'll do well at recruiting on the defensive side, but can he hire a legit offensive coordinator? And then if that guy has any success, he's going to leave. You know what I mean? So, it's yeah. like – Well, I think – in. From my side, I don't know about you, but I think it's got to be a head coach. I want someone who is a head coach currently yeah, or has been a head coach in the past. I don't really want to do this DC OC thing right now. I think we need to hire someone who's proven, who's been down the road, um, and that they come in and can really, really make an impact out the gate because I we need someone to manage the program. There's too many odds and ends that seem you know, out of control right now. Yeah. Well, I definitely – people I'd like – I would. well, some guys that I would consider – is, is Napier, but I don't think he's coming this way. He's a East, you know, he's a Southeast guy. I'm pretty sure he's going to get slated for an SEC job. Yeah. Um, I do. I'm kind of on the fence with Sataki, kind of in your boat. It's, I mean, there's some things I do like about him, but I don't know. It's hard to say because BYU last year, I mean, that, that schedule was fake as hell. Like <laughs> it just wasn't that good. And then this year, yeah, they have a great record. But I don't know. He seems like he's a motivator. Yeah, builds a good culture. He's you well, know. He, and he's done. He's done pretty well with the NIL. Like he, he's got yeah. some things going for him. Like there's, he's I don't a, think he's a slouch by any means. But yeah, and he's a defensive guy, which I like. So I wouldn't be like super mad, I guess, if we did hire him. But he's just not at the top. But I, I'd be okay with it. Um, one guy that I kind of have a question mark next to, I wrote down is Munkin from uh, Georgia, the OC. Yeah. Mainly because I don't know much about the dude. I his name's been thrown around out there, but I just I just don't know much about him. Um, one guy too that's kind of a long shot because I don't think again with Napier I don't think he'd come west. But the dude can 
he, he can coach offense is Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Um, I think he's been linked to the uh, Vautek job actually pretty closely right now. He's uh, he's at Liberty right now, right? Yeah, he's at Liberty. So well, I, I heard old what? Laney's interested in Miami, so maybe Freeze goes back to Old Miss. Little Laney, little Laney. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You think Christo, Christo is interested in uh, Miami? Uh, I, I was reading today that they're willing to put you know significant investment behind it. It's his alma mater. I don't know. Well, that'd be an interesting one to see if it pulls him away or not. Why would you leave Oregon? I have a hard time understanding why. I mean, obviously Miami's a bit of a hotbed or a sleeping giant. I think like if you get the right, uh, right energy around that program, it's a sleeping giant right now, but it hasn't had that for so long. It's hard to say that that'll come back. Crystal ball would actually be probably the guy, a good guy for that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he, as much as it pains me, I'm sure he would go down there and rejuvenate that program. But, oh, yeah. And they're in the ACC, which is another, you know, similar to the Pac-12, not super, you know, it's not super strong right now at least. Um, I guess it would just be a matter if he wants to restart, you know what I mean, because he'd kind of yeah. have to build Well, he's a... got a pretty cush gig at Oregon, right? He gets what he wants. He's got Phil Knight backing him. Like, yeah. why would you leave that? They're give, they'll give you anything they want. Their AD is con- is is – Competitive guess, as hell at winning. Like I, I don't know what I'd leave that. I story. guess for me, it's do you want to be because he is from, isn't he from Miami or something like that? Yeah, it's his alma mater. Yeah, so I guess you know, do you want to go home or? You yeah, know, I mean, the other thing is, do you do you feel like you can get consistent Final Fours, getting a natty with Oregon, yeah. which I think, I think you can. I don't think that's an issue. Um, can you do that with Miami? I'm sure you can too. If you can get that say, program I mean, back on pace, I mean the ACC is kind of open, right? With Clemson yeah. kind of faltering right now, so I that's the thing. Like it's right now, the challenge is uh, that I'm concerned about is that our competitive advantage is is lacking some, right? What I, what we need to do is we need to go out, we need to hire someone, we need to hire someone quick. Why? Because the the early signing period's coming up. We can't hold on to. I think, well, it seems like this class is pretty going to stay pretty intact, but I'd like to see somebody get hired quick and start turning this program in the right direction. It'd be great if we played in a shitty bowl and that coach was hired before the bowl and has some time to get to know the team and see what he's dealing with. And what I – any good AD or competent AD would go out and be able to sell this program. You look at our roster, and if we can keep our roster mostly intact – and we pick up a couple pieces from the transfer portal or pick up a couple key recruits from a, a coach who knows what they're doing, this roster has places to go. Like, okay, you lose your back end more or less with Trent and Kyler. I don't know if Bookie will go, but Trent and Kyler are, are pretty much shoo-ins, I think, for the draft this year. I, I have a hard time seeing either of them stay. Outside of that, though, you keep Alex, you keep, a- keep Asa, you have Dom comes back, you have Cam Williams is back, Cam Favikulon, and so you have placed pieces there. You have Michelle Pouch, Kobe Covington, and you have young guys all over this roster, freshmen and sophomores, and you have talented players. Like, who else do we lose? We lose Wattenberg, we lose McGrew. Uh, I assume Kirkland, he hasn't had the best season, though, so maybe he comes back. I, if you're a, If you're an underclassman, though, and you're looking at this draft, this has got to be one of the more loaded drafts because all the players coming back, right? You have, not only do you have this year, all the seniors that came back because they maybe weren't high draft picks. They want another year going out this year because they have to, right? Because they're graduating. And then you have all the underclassmen, like that's something to consider for some of these guys like Kirkland and Otten who may have seen their, you know, draft status go from 
you know, Kirkland was being talked around the first round, second round. So was Otten in that range. Now you're looking at Otten's probably, I don't know, I could see Otten being a second, second round, third round, fourth round type of guy in Kirkland, maybe fourth, fifth, sixth, third day type of guy. So like this, this team is littered with talent. You need to go out. You need to sell someone on that. You need to hire them well. You need to sell them on the facilities and the ability of Washington to kind of come out of the, the doldrums where we are right now and, and really grow and prove the business, prove the, you know, the program in the right direction that Pete had it going in, you know, like you need to be able to sell that. And I just don't see when I hear Jen talk, when I see her do radio, like I just don't see that fire. And I just don't see that, that, you know, that person who's going to go out and sell this program and really get it done. I just, I have a hard time believing it, you know? So that's what I'm concerned about with this hire. And that's why I think I'd be surprised if it's not Wilcox or Sataki, you know? Or someone of that 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 realm. I mean, ultimately, I, whoever it is, that I just want him to win. If it's Wilcox, I won't be super yeah. stoked. But if the guy wins, fuck it, I'll get on board. Who cares? Yeah, I, yeah. It's true, right? Yeah, that's the same thing, right? If, is if they come in and prove me wrong, I'd be happier than uh, pig and shit. Yeah. But the list of absolute no's for me, Norvell, don't want anything to do with yeah, him. He's from Nevada. Um, I have Wilcox on that list. I don't. I just don't. He's not on there for me. Uh, that dude at Wake Forest, Clawson. Um, I mean, he's been at Wake Forest for like seven, seven or eight years. This yep. is like, like his first winning season or something like that. I mean, he's got that Sam Hartman kid from QB. Was that QB eleven? Whatever that show's called, QB yeah. one. Um, Herman. Uh, I don't, I, yeah, that's I'm a, not too keen on that one. That's either. not a. So he's not someone I would want. I would say this. I would consider him maybe as an OC or something like that. I just don't. Yeah. I'm, he's not someone I want as a head coach. I mean, that'd be that'd be a you know Stoops OC would be great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kellen Moore. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Um, I just don't think if he has any success, he's gone. He's not going to stay. You know what I mean? He's he's going to go to the NFL or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not. Well, and he's never run a program. He's still in the NFL. Yeah. Like I just leave him there. Yeah. He would have need... been a great coordinator, but. It's not not the right fit, I don't think, in the right time. But again, if he was available at some point for an OC position, I would totally take him as a coordinator. But oh, I don't think he's ready. But I mean, he's really got to shit himself here. In the- yeah. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Smith's name has been thrown out there. I, I, there are some things I like about John, but I I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I guess what? He, if he was signed, I'd be like, all right, let's do no, this. But... That that little midget, I will never. I'll never be able just, to call for him, dude. That dude used to shred us, and I cannot get behind him for anything. I just—he's not someone that I want. But um, but he's done Chadwell, a job at Oregon State. I'll Chadwell from Coastal, I kind of like Napier for me. I I just don't think he has any ties of it. It just makes no sense. Like, um, I don't want Gary Patterson, and then uh, I definitely don't want fucking Mendenhall. Um. Bronco to me, Bronco Mendenhall to me is like Joe Biden. The dude just looks sleepy. He's boring as fuck. Like he just, I don't want nothing to do with him. So, I don't disagree. Like I said, though, I mean, I'm hoping they move quick and uh, and purposely. You know, like I think there's there's something to sell here within the program. There's something to sell around Washington and the and where the program is versus where the Pac-12 is, like, there's opportunity here. You know, Oregon is a 
yeah, they're bringing in talent, but you can still see they're liable from a coaching standpoint. You know, well, like Mario. Oregon's losing talent too. Guys are leaving. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, there's going to be some transfer portal stuff. You know, we're probably most likely going to lose some guys, but there's yep. going to be just as many guys out there for us to snag. So, yeah, I think you got to hire someone good. And on the offensive side, you need to make some kind of move that puts something out there to say, you know what, here's the talent we got right now. We have Jalen, we have Rome, we have Sam. Like, we have the pieces together. Here's what we can do with them. And here's a guy who's going to lead you. Like, you need to put that out there to maintain those guys because I think that's super critical. Jalen and Rome are going to have guys calling them. They're calling right now, I'm sure. And uh, poking to see what's available if they're interested and try and get them out. That leads into my next, you know, bullet point is Sam Heward placed it. I think you play him and you kind of – you almost use it as a recruiting tool. Like, hey, guys, this is your quarterback next year. This is what it could be if you stay around with them. You know, you've got Sam slinging the ball. I don't know how good he'll be these next two games. He, to me, so far what I've seen, he looks not great, to be honest. He looks like a true freshman. Yeah. But, I don't know, you take the pressure off say, hey, it's yours. Go go win a couple games or go have fun, whatever. Um, there's no pressure. We're four and six. Like, just go fucking play football. You know, and let the kid just sling it. I mean, you can use that as a recruiting tool. Yeah, I, I would I would have just I, – I mean, I would have started Heward at Arizona. You know, like I think he should have started then, and you just lean into it and you go for it. Like I, this stuff we've been doing with pussyfooting around and only playing him for a couple series in, in the rain, in the wind. Like we should have started him in Arizona and just said, you know what, here's how we're doing. If he's all right burning his red shirt, which I doubt it's changed from now to – from three weeks ago till now, if he's all right burning his red shirt, then you burn the red shirt and you just go for it, right? I think you got to. You got to get him game reps. You got to get him in. Colorado's a good team to do it against. They're not. They've they played decent defense, but for the most part, you know they're not a top end team. So do it now. If he's all right burning his red shirt, I'd play him and I'd start him the whole game, you know. And if he actually, you know, really tanks and is really struggling, okay, and then maybe you bring O'Brien in for a little bit, see what he can do, but. I think you just bite the bullet and you start preparing for the future. Well, they should have done it after the bye week, but um, uh, there were some other comments Wilner made. I think it was uh, uh, what's his name on the Honks, uh, not Baird, um, uh, uh, the running back. I forget his name right now. It's slipping my mind. Pleasant. No, oh, on the Lewis. Honks. Greg Lewis. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think it was him. They were making comments about the next coach should – they should consider the coach around Sam Heward because that's your future. Like implying that we need to hire a coach that's willing to run like an air raid style offense because that's what he ran in high school. I'm like, no, you that, that way of thinking is <laughs> like – I don't know. I just that, – that kills me. Like you're not coming in here to develop one fucking kid for the whole program. You come in, you get your CEO, he puts culture in place, he puts a program in place, and Sam Heward either fits in and gets on board or, or he doesn't. You know what I mean? Yep. And like, I think I think if you're any good coach, right, if you're any coach where it's assault, they, a Matt Campbell, any of these guys, like they're going to be looking at the roster saying, all right, you know, what do I got here? And they will, you know, formulate a plan and decide whether it's an enticing job because of the people on the roster. And I think you're going to see coaches – you could see some coaches interested in the job because they look at it and they're like, oh, shit, I got a five-star quarterback in Sam Heward who's a freshman. Okay, I got 
you know, five-star Savelle Smalls as a freshman at my DN position. I have all my returning interior defensive linemen coming back. You know, I have three or four of our, our linemen coming back. I have my second leading rusher coming back. You know what I mean? I have all my receivers coming back. Okay. Like I can build something out of this. You know, you don't, you don't, I mean, obviously you may want to consider if the guys run in a triple option, you know, it's the coach from air force or something, but at this day and age, um, Sam is working on preparing for the NFL and running an air raid set is not what's done in the NFL. So I don't think you should do that. And I just think you, you bring in a guy who runs a system and Sam's going to get on. If Sam's a gamer, like we all think he is, he's going to get on board and find his way in the system and make it work. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm if okay anything, with the, if a little anything, more. The system we've been running is as opposite or as, as far away from what Sam wants to be running as anything. So the, the only way forward is, is what we can do. You know what I mean? Like there's no way to go further backwards outside of doing triple option. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with the slightly, you know, pass heavy offense. Cause you know, that's just the day and age that we're in, but I, I do not fucking want air raid or run and no. shoot because <laughs> that I'm well, not a fan. So. Well, who, who's one big with that recently? Well, since the eighties, nobody. Yeah. I mean, Okay. And, you know, Leach puts together yeah. a couple how mummy, okay. how mummy put this the air raid in and killed people, but that's back when everybody ran a fucking four three and had you know, everybody was loaded with three linebackers. They didn't know what a nickel package Harley yeah. was, you know what I mean? They had two coverages, they had like quarters and covered three, you know what I mean? It's like and how much talent has USC wasted the last three years running it, you know? So yeah. I, yeah, I don't see it. I don't think there's any reason to. I would be very disappointed if we brought in an air raid system. Yeah. But, you know, obviously a little bit more of a modern spread. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I mean, going it to be a little it past It can't happening. get any less modern at this point, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's no, way, no, no way backwards. Like, it's a joke where we've been. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I say if the kid's willing to burn his red shirt, play him. Um, yep. And if he's know, not, maybe... let's see what O'Brien can do. Why not? Yeah, give the kid, you know, maybe he has some success and Jalen and, and him and Rome, you know, and Otten, you know, whatever, like, I don't know, you know, maybe they build some of these next couple games and they get into a bowl game and they continue to develop and, yeah, you know, it encourages some of those other guys to stick around. I don't know, but yep. we'll see what happens. Um, what are your expectations this weekend going into uh, the Flatirons? Uh, I, you know, I actually think we'll, we'll pull something out. I mean, it's kind of a weird game time, a one o'clock kick, I think here in, I think in Colorado. So it's a little bit of a weird time, but I think, you know what I mean? Like, I think the players played decent last week. I've actually, uh, you know, shocking as I am to say it, I've been pretty impressed with Bob Gregory, how he's handled things. Um, I think he's kind of stepped in, he's handled it with a decent amount of grace, you know? and Mm -hmm. uh, a decent amount of uh, professionalism, and I think he's done quite well, as well as Adams. Like, I think Junior Adams has done really well, which, going back to the coaching search, the coach that comes in should retain Junior Adams and retain Akaika Malloy and put him back on the D-line. Like, those two coaches, I think, are great coaches. They're critical. They know the team. You should look to retain, you know, every coach usually when you come in, you do look to retain one, two guys right to understand that deep that the system understand where we're at and just kind of give you the lay of the land I well, and it gives a, the players a guy that they know yeah and i is a dog through and through right i love a i think he should be back on the d-line 
where he does great. He develops great. He um, identifies talent well, recruits well. And Junior Adams has shown what he's done with the receiver room and taking it from our worst position group, you know, two, three years ago to now where you look at it and you're like, damn, that might be the most skilled position group we have on the field, even above our DBs, you know, not right now. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh. Yeah, I have to say that's pushing it right now. <laughs> Next year, I'd say if everybody stays, though, it's better than our DBs, you know. So, or is it though? More is it like honestly? Is it though? Yeah, it has more talent. For because sure. look at, and this may not be popular opinion, but what have our receivers done? What have they had the opportunity? And to I was going to say you, they yeah. haven't had a lot of opportunity, but I've seen a lot of drop balls. I've seen guys that go don't go up and fight for the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen inability to beat anybody on a go route. I mean. I don't know about that. I think they're beating guys, and I think the balls are being poorly thrown. I see, I, I see know. a lot of bad throws from our quarterbacks. A lot of times, they're putting the ball where it shouldn't be, throwing it to the inside or throwing it out of bounds. Like I, I think, agree. I think there's talent there, and I think that it. I mean, it's young talent too, right? These guys are freshmen. I think Jeremy Bernard, the dude coming in out of Liberty, looks like a fucking monster. I love that guy's tape. When you watch him, that dude looks like. Oh, yeah. Did you see when he was like him. they put him at running back? And oh God. And he went for like ninety eight yards. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was borderline <laughs> orgasmic. Like he is, uh, he looks like a beast. Well, doesn't so, isn't there? A, there's like a D tackle that's his teammate. That's a pretty big recruit too, right? Or DN or something like that. Well, yeah, there's a couple, but they both and they both committed to Washington and then decommitted and went <laughs> Sir Mel's and uh, what's the oh, other yeah, that's guy? Something else, Anthony Jones, I think, is committed to Texas, and Mel's is committed to Oregon, I believe. So, hmm. but yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, like like I said, I think I think that room has has talent and it needs to be needs to continue to be coached up and I think it needs to continue to grow because you look at it like I like I like Sawyer, I like uh Taj Davis, I like Jalen Polk, I like uh I like Terrell Bynum who has another year of eligibility. I Does like he? Rome, I like all these guys. Like I think there's a lot of talent there. And Bynum uh, Bynum on the McGrew plan. What was that? Is Bynum on the McGrew plan? I feel <laughs> like he's been there forever. Yeah. So I, I, there's talent there, and I think next year it's, it could be one of our strongest positions. And you retain Junior Adams to make sure you retain that group, and that's his job. You make sure you retain every guy on that roster, and you make sure you bring in Jeremy Bernard. And we're going to bring you an OC that pays it off, right, because we're going to take care of those boys next year. Well, I mean, they still get more touches than Oregon's receivers. So, I mean, fuck, <laughs> there's, there's complaining to be had, but there's more complaining elsewhere, I think. I, I said – like to see how Troy Franklin decided. I don't know, but yeah, they're winning games. There's not much we can say. I was gonna say you're playing on the big stage. I don't know. It's hard to decide how you balance that. Do you want to play in big games and be viewed by more people, and or do you want to actually get touches? Ah, I kind of like getting touches, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't know. I I I hope these guys stay around, but I'm I'm legitimately concerned that McMillan and like his body language, he just doesn't look like he's happy. Period. Yeah, Rome, he's it's hard to tell, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully, these guys stick around. That'd be nice. That and I think the coach, to your point, the coaching, a big hire with an OC, someone that has a you know uh, production on the field that the kids can see. Like, okay, they put up numbers. He's he, you know, this is what offense they run. They're throwing the ball. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. I do want to stick around and see what that's all about. So, yep, you got to do it. Um, back well, to Colorado, I, think, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I'm not gonna lie, I don't really know a ton about Colorado. Um, 
I do know this though, to win, we need to stop the fucking run. Like, because yeah. <laughs> Colorado's gonna try to run the ball, and if we still cannot stop the run, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm hoping our offense can put up more than you know ten points. That'd be nice, but I don't think they're that great. I know they started hot versus UCLA, and then they got waxed. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not gonna lie; I don't know a whole lot about them. I know they're yeah. not that. I mean, good. they're they're giving up quite a few points. Uh, outside of that, <laughs> remember them at Texas A&M earlier in the year when we're sitting in the bar at Ann Arbor and yeah. they lose 10-7 to <laughs> Texas A&M, which is an absolute bruiser of a game. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like they're, they're not a strong offensive team. Uh, if we play good defense and our offense can control the ball and move it, then we'll be fine. But that's the question, right? I, I think from their side, they're going to try and run the ball down our throat. Um, they have – they – Play salt. They play okay defense, but they're not anything to, to write home about. They have that, uh, what's his name, Broussard or whatever. Uh, he's a pretty good running back. Like he's gonna, he's gonna get his. And I think, like you said, right now, <laughs> all we got to do is just make sure that we stop the run. Make for the love of God, put everyone in the box and do one on one outside. Right. That's what I was Bookie. tweeting last week. I was like, I don't even care if I see zero coverage. Just put zero nine nine guys in the box the and just match up outside. Zero coverage across the board, right? You have <laughs> Bookie, <laughs> Kyler, and Trent. They whoever's outside. Bookie and Bookie gets the slot receiver of the tight end. Trent and Kyler get the outside receivers, and you just one on one across the board and say, "Good luck, beat yeah, us. Right. Let's see what you can do." Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you got to lose? I mean, right. watching the Hawks game the other night, it was a couple of weeks ago they were playing the Saints, and I think it was Monday night or whatever. Um, the Saints were in man coverage, like, the whole damn game. It, it was amazing to watch. It was beautiful. I was like, I would love to see this at Washington. Yeah. Just aggressive, in your ass, man coverage all night long. Linebackers did, did they downhill. get beat a few times? Yeah, they got beat a few times, and that's going to happen. I mean, you're not going to be – but I would say – I would gather that the, the percentages are going to be a lot higher for you to, you know, be successful and make a quarterback at the college level throw into tight windows repeatedly. You know what I mean? Especially – like, I just yeah. – I think the odds are in our favor. So. It's exactly what I said earlier, right? And defense, it helps your pass – your uh, pass rush. Yeah, defense is not about – bend but don't break anymore it's not about limiting yards what it's about is negative plays and turnovers that is what the game is now you have to get negative plays which are sacks tackles for loss penalties whatever it may be and you have to get turnovers and to get turnovers with this team the most likely way to get a turnover is to make them throw not to run right if you don't get as many fumbles in a game as you do if someone's running if someone's running the ball 30 times and someone's throwing the ball 30 times you're more than likely to get a turnover and interception in those 30 pass attempts than you are to get a turnover in those 30 run attempts. And that's what the game's about, and we just need to adapt to it. And especially with this team, like, our goddamn, we have the two best corners we've had. And, I mean, I think they're better than Kevin King and Sidney Jones, personally. I we think the two best corners, arguably, on the West Coast and maybe more. Like, I mean, we have two legit corners. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do we not use that to our advantage? I they mean, that's play. like – Having Deion Sanders and saying, "Hey, go sit in zone, Deion. Don't yeah. cover anybody." Right? <laughs> it's like it just doesn't make sense. I don't know, but I don't know. I expect more of the same. Gregory doesn't seem someone that's gonna, you know, upset the apple cart a whole lot. I'm sure he'll come out with the same bullshit. Yeah, 
He'll try to bring the safety down. You'll see Asa missing tackles again because he'll probably start. And then, I don't know, it'll be up to the offense. I'm sure the defense will struggle. Offense will, uh, I don't know, hopefully move the ball a little bit. And Watching the UW game versus Wyoming right now, I'm not going to give you a score since I know you're recording it, but goddamn, we cannot shoot. I've seen about five air balls during this whole podcast. <laughs> Those guys are – when is Hop going to find the shooter, man? Like – I see. He cannot like, recruit a shooter. He just needs. Bajima to go hit one, and I think that's probably the only, the only jump shot I've seen. When he can't hit. find a spot, man, Bajima just is. Even Bay too. Like Bay's a decent shooter, but he is so he double clutches. He has no confidence. It doesn't seem. And man, that team is. It's rough to watch. How oh, how much I would give to go back and watch Nate and Brandon Roy just and Will and. Brockman well, and those guys just come out and just Trey like Simmons, fire. Trey, oh Trey, remember Appleby? Apple, oh Appleby, man, oh man, don't well, yeah, get Dent, me started yeah, dead about Stan, Pondex, Stan with Spartan there. My my yeah. West Coast boys between Appleby and Brockman, dude. I mean, those guys were just a peach. Didn't Stanwood just upset like somebody Maybe Lincoln, Lincoln uh, yeah, last weekend? I think. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh this yeah, this basketball game is tough to watch. I'm not gonna give you any updates more than that. But um, all right, well yeah, I I don't really have a whole lot more other than you know I don't really give a shit about this game. Obviously, I want them to win. Um, if they lose, they lose. At this point, I'm just kind of that's where I'm at. Let's get on to 2022. I would say I would like to see them win the Apple Cup so we don't have to listen to the Coug for Fuck a year. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. This this season's been so damn rough. It's just like whatever. Just get the coach hired. Let's move on to next year. Yeah. But, I, I I want to see him come out. Let's win the game this weekend. Get some momentum going in the Apple Cup. Dust the floor with the Cougs as we always do, and let's go into the off season on a little bit of a high note. You know, get into a a, a shitty bowl game, which we go out and just roll someone, and <laughs> let's get going. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it would definitely help Sam if he's can get a few things going and get that much more practice time. Yeah. Well, and, and with the team being so young, those extra three weeks, whatever it's going to be of practice is huge. And even if, especially if we hire a new coach, have some momentum, I mean, it's who the hell we played Southern Miss and what was the bowl we played Southern Miss in? It's down uh, in Texas somewhere, wasn't it? Yeah. What was it? The Fort Worth bowl? Dallas. Some, Fort yeah. Worth something bowl. like that. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, that more or less springboarded Pete, right? Well, that was into... a fun game to watch. I mean, it was, I mean, a shitty opponent, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it was. But it kind of springboarded us into getting some momentum in the off season and taking it forward the next year. And that's what I think. That's what you just you need right now. You need some momentum and you need some positivity in the program, and there's none right now. So it's it's win this weekend, go wipe the floor with the at the Apple Cup, and let's hire a coach and let's uh, start busting. Yeah. Any thoughts on Tui? As a coach? Yeah. I mean, uh, position coach, sure. Where's he at now? Rice or something like that? I don't know where he is anymore. I think he's at, like, Rice. He's bounced around quite a bit. I mean, and he's gone from quarterback coach, tight end coach. I mean, he's been all over the board. I mean, I love Tui. Don't get me wrong. But, obviously, he's not head coach material for this role. Uh, I'd love to have him on staff. He's been a good recruiter for us in the past. I love having those legacy guys on on staff i think it's good for the program especially someone from that of his caliber from his era you know he's such a name in the northwest it's good to have but you know obviously for coach head coach purposes it's a non-starter yeah all right anything else 
No, let's go win. Let's go beat those buffs, huh? Yeah. All right. Let's end it there. Go dogs. Go dogs.